Thank you, BBS Radio, for bringing this show live over the Internet worldwide. Today it is April 12th, 2021. Monday evening wildcard with Winfrey, a one-hour show. Thank you all for being here. My name is Gijs Minderhout. I know my friend Joy in Squim is here. And our friend Lauren, welcome to you both. Yeah, we're both in Forks right now, but I'm going to be heading back to Squim, so I will probably miss the 7 o'clock. All right, uh, all right. Thank you. Joy. Yeah. Do you want to do the greetings over here right now? Do I want to do? Oh, you mean in in place? Be the greeter. Uh-huh. Um, this is welcome to the Monday night wildcard call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Debbie, Costa Mesa. Hi, Debbie. Hello. Um, I'm a little off centered. Um, I'm about to start my car. Whoever just came in, welcome to the Monday night wildcard call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, it's Jeannie and Patricia. Hi, Jeannie. Jeannie, thanks for Hi. waiting. Lauren and I are in forks together, but I'm about to start my car and drive back to Swim. <laughs> uh, okay. So welcome, being, Jeannie I'm and and Debbie. Uh, Debbie. Hello, hello. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the Monday night wildcard call. Would you like to say your names and locations? Hi, it's Joni in St. Louis. Hi, I, I, I'm sorry, I missed your name. Joni in St. Louis. Joni. Joni. Hi, Joni. Hi, Joni. Hi, everybody. Hi. Whoever just called in, welcome to the Monday call. Would you like to say your Is name and location? Hey, Joy. Hey, Joy. Hi, it's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer, I was born in Fort. Joy, Jennifer, Joni. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, hi, Joni. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hi, Joni. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Lauren. Lauren. Hi, Hi. everybody. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. I'm... What happened to Hi? I don't know. He just kind of <laughs> handed it to me and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter made a, made a meal, Mexican oh. food, and. I'm eating a burrito right now. Oh, oh you go ahead. Yeah, right. Enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, so we're Thank happy. You. We're happy. Lauren and I are happy to uh, take it over for you. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> I have a feeling that if I start my engine here, that I will lose you and have to call back in. So I'm just going to sit here until the yeah until you start. Oh, the you know what? The best thing we ever did was make these changes, and the best way to start this call at 10, or, well, for you guys at 7, but is is with that little bit of relaxation, meditation, joy. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Oh, my. Absolutely oh my God. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Monday Night Wild Card Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, this is Terry in Sedona. Welcome, Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. I'm in my car, and Lauren is leaning in the window. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hi. Let's go in the house. How are, how are you feeling? Better. Good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Did, that, did that thing work, Terry? Uh, who's that, Terry? Lauren. Lauren. Lauren? Lauren? Yeah. Well, um, Poly NVA seems to be working really good. Excellent. Awesome. And and vitamin C and vitamin D and and as much as you can stand of the C. (laughs) Welcome to the Monday night wild card call. Would you like to say your name and location? Roger in Austin. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome. welcome. 
Terry, thank I you, Nathan. Love, light, and healing about mm, six times today. <laughs> mm, <laughs> thank you. That can't hurt either, right? Right. Not at all. Right. <laughs> right. It all goes together. Yeah, that thing that uh, people did last night really helped. Yay! (laughs) That intention, silent intention, really does work. We need to explore that a little bit on the uh, 10 o'clock call. Interesting. um, Jennifer, there's something I've been wanting to tell you for a long time. I love how you pronounce all the different... All the different names of all the different volcanoes and the different places. Oh, and gosh. And I heard somebody pronounce, and, okay, welcome to the Go Money Call. <laughs> Wild Card Call, would you like to say your name and location? It's like a hook around her neck. <laughs> Off the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I don't know. It depends on who was asking. Joy and <laughs> Lauren. Joy and Lauren. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, thank you. It's Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie. Hi, guys. Oh, welcome to the Monday Night Wild Card Call. Would you like to say your names and locations? Hello. Cecil near Seattle. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, guys. Wanda from from Saskatchewan. Hi, Wanda. Hi, Wanda. Wanda. Nice to hear Hello. you. How are you yeah. feeling? Which one are you talking to? Oh, Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> she had that surgery a little while ago. Oh. Don't don't even ask me how I'm feeling. Oh, okay. poor Cecil. I just send you yeah, love light. You can text me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been up since 5 this morning. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I need to send some sheep. So we can oh. sleep. <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm right with you, worst. Cecil. Yeah. I'm right with you. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yuck. When okay, I went well, through menopause, I think that was the worst part of it, is the not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then you're exhausted yeah. the next day. Welcome to the Monday Night Wildcard Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Welcome. But only if- Oh, only if you want to. Um, oh, Jennifer. So I heard. I heard you remember. I love it the night when you said popo instead of popo capital. Yes. And and then yes. I heard. I heard somebody. I heard a Spanish speaker say popo capital. Popo capital. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I, 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 you I, know what? what? I'm really fun. I have no idea how to pronounce some of these, especially the Native American ones, like that are in the illusions. I'm just every night thinking, oh, please don't let another one be going. And the Icelandic <laughs> ones. <laughs> the Icelandic Only the ones. ones that Jennifer can pronounce. <laughs> if, you li- if you live in the great Northwest, you got to speak Indian. Snohomish, Snohomish. Right. <laughs> yeah. You need to know Spanish when yeah. you're in Southern California. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Are you bilingual, Bonnie? Oh, I know Piquito Espanol. <laughs> that means a <laughs> little bit. A <laughs> little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Hawaiian, by. too. Madam Pele. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's what I got when I, when I was visiting Israel. That's what I get that a lot. Oh, a little. Yeah, speak a little. <laughs> a little. Hey, Wynn? Yeah. Did you get my message saying that I won't be, I'll be driving when it's time to do the relaxation? No. Unless I, okay, unless I pull over. I could possibly pull over. <laughs> no. And, I'm going to be driving back from Port to swim. Well, you're in Noah, you're not in Noah, Noah, place, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Don't uh, go in some places. Yeah, don't safe. worry. Hyde will do it. I'll do it. <laughs> no. I thank everyone Noah. for being here, and uh, the things are muted. Yes, Win. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let us get started. You sound a little muffled. Pardon me? 
You don't sound so clear. A little muffled. Oh, wait. Is that better? If any, barely. Well, last night I fixed this by calling back in, so I'll try that again, okay? I'm hanging up. Just take off your face mask, Wayne. <laughs> we'll put another face on. <laughs> Only women do that. Hi. <laughs> oh. Yes. Not how, are, how am I now? How am I now, Heise? Yes, yes, this is a lot better. Very good. Okay, good. All right. Jerry, are you here? Yes, muted. It's April 12th. Are you ready, Wynn? Yeah. This is April 12th. We have not started yet. Good practice. And now you're muffling a little bit again. Speak up again. Say that again. Hello? You're, you're, it was clearer earlier. Well, I didn't do anything. All right. Let's just go for it. Here we go. The recording okay. has started. This is April 12th, 2021. Wynn and Terry in Sedona. And this is our Monday night wild card night. We call it a wild card night because we've got a bunch of wild people on the line. Okay? And um, hang on a second. Unmuted. Are the wild people all there? We're all here. Yeah. Wild and woolly. I only hear one of them. Wild and woolly. We're here. All right. Muted. Okay, originally, we were going to have Terry tell the story of another one of the past lives that she remembers. In uh, Mongolia, with uh, uh, what's that guy's name, Genghis Khan. But she was feeling a little bit under the weather today. And for those of you that are about to worry, you can if you want. But I think she's going to be okay. We actually, I gave her. Uh, I went through all the things we have for health and immune system, and she was coughing. And a half hour after I gave her everything, she totally stopped coughing. It was kind of amazing. And we think the thing that worked the best was poly-MVA, which at one point I was thinking of marketing, but it's very expensive. And, but it's a great product. And when I say very expensive, a small bottle of it is like about $120. And it's actually, it's very expensive to make, and it has palladium in it, which is a rare metal. But in any case, she said it would be better if she didn't uh, tell that story tonight. We tended it. Terry, you want to say anything about it? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's a very, very interesting story, and um, I'm looking forward to telling it. Uh, so um, hopefully it'll be better by next week. I'm I'm all okay. I'm better now. You can hear it in my voice still, but I'm so much better tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have an old session that we did. Um, February, wait a second, March 23rd, 2015. And, um, 
And it was when we were at the UFO conference in the Phoenix area, and we were t- we were talking a lot about the Anunnaki and that period of time, and you were sharing a lot of your memories of it. So here we go. We're going to start it, and I hope it's interesting. So, uh. I'll I'll be able to do it in a minute. This is March 23rd, 2015. Um, Wind and Terry in Sedona, partially. (laughs) And the rest of us, not the rest of us, the rest of Wind and Terry, the other partial part is somewhere else. Uh, Hello? I'll I'll be able to do it in a minute. This is March 20th. That if somebody has a dog, sometimes they start looking like their dog. And I assume that's a DNA exchange. And um, even... A couple might start looking like each other if they're really, really tight. And I assume that's a DNA exchange. And we know that every, um, I think I know this, I think this is true, that everything that's in a physical embodiment has a corresponding energy attached to it, which is called the soul, and that the soul um, continues, and it um, continues in other bodies, and in the future. And every time it enters a body, there's a veil of no memory that comes in. So, how does that work? If you have a dog, and the dog really starts being around the human DNA, can the dog come in as a human? Uh, Can a Pleiadian soul that's attached to the energy field of another planet suddenly come over to Earth and have an embodiment? If you have two species, even... uh, within a race, a black person and a white person that have a child. And the child has the DNA of both beings. Can any soul occupy that child? Can a Native American soul occupy that child? Can a Chinese soul occupy that child? Or do people have to have uh, sex and sexual interchange between species in order for a soul to occupy a body. Now, it's our understanding that um, Ra moved the souls from Maldek and they entered into the hybrids of the Anunnaki. And so, obviously, it's possible for a species from another planet, their souls, if that's true, if that's true, it's possible for a species from another planet to enter a body of a species that's a new species on this planet. Also, it seems as if it's possible for a soul to divide And um, is our soul just a unique soul to us, or do we pick up fractals from lifetime to lifetime um, that we are really composites 
and each life is a new composite of sorts. And how does this work with someone who dies and is on the astral? Now, that's what I'm biting off on this call. And Terry, are you there? I'm here, but uh, where is my computer? Do you know? I have no idea. I didn't touch it. Okay. It's probably it's probably the same place as the mute button goes to. Where my phone went to for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need your computer for this call, do you? Well, if the charge, let's see. I have enough charge on the phone, so if the earphones go out, I'll just switch to the phone. Okay. And, I mean, where's your battery? Don't you have the battery? You can just plug into the earphones. little black battery. No, it needs charging. You know, I try to I cover these. I haven't figured out how to charge it yet. I see. So. I try, I try, I try to cover these situations, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, thank you, Jim, on my computer. Okay. All right. Good. So let me know when you're settled. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. While, while you're getting settled, um, I'll open the mics and see if anyone. Um, wants to make a comment about our topic or has a question, uh, I don't know if I'm going to ask your question because I want to get into a flow. And, yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to let people ask questions, but I'm just opening up the mics for a moment. Unmuted. There's a burning question, but maybe I'll add to my questions, okay? I have, I've met some like, super smart dogs a couple of times in my life people's pets, you know, you could like, just talk to them and they'd pretty much understand what you're saying and everything. Uh-huh. <coughs> this this is like Cecil that. and I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Cecil. Um, uh, my question is, uh, do animals like dogs and cats, uh, do they uh, reincarnate and, and end up uh, being back with the same families? And what happens to them after they're dead. We we just had to put down a cat that we've had for 15 years, and uh, we'd sure like to know, oh. you know how she's doing. You know, Her I, name was I'll Callie. You, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a really interesting story. There, there was a lady on our line, and... Uh, Muted. I don't think she's out tonight, but she had... Uh, she had accidentally ran over her dog, and she was really, really, really despondent. And she did a, she asked a question about it, because she was trying to relieve her guilt. And in the answer to the question, the Elohim had said that her dog was still around her, Okay. Where it was like following her spirit in the spirit wherever she wherever she would go, and then a few and and, and I think they said was, I don't know I'd have to go listen to it exactly. They may have said it would come back, all right. But that was a bit of a mystery. So a few weeks later, she then went to the pound and found another dog that was similar to her dog. I, mean, I, can't, I can't remember the breed. Let me, let me mute everybody here. I can't remember the breed, but it was a small dog, you know, a, a small kind of yappy, cute dog. You're all muted. It's for and, um, and she kept saying, it seems like my dog... And it was like like her dog. Now remember, her dog was her dog was following her around in the astral. And now she said she thinks this other dog is like her dog. And when she asked a question about it, 
the question just blew me away on the answer. Because what they said was her dog was a walk-in <laughs> and was sharing space with the new dog. And they were alternating back and forth. And the new dog was really happy that the old dog was there because he was training her how to get along with her. <laughs> so <laughs> this went on, this went on, this went on for, for a few weeks. And then the other dog left. I, I believe he left, okay? But, you know, I never heard of a story like this. And it kind of blew me away. And she was absolutely sure it was true because of the way the new dog was treating her in exactly the way her old dog treated her. And the whole mm -hmm. incident, the whole incident really helped her relieve her guilt. Because she had, I mean, she was crying. She ran over her dog. And, um, accident. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, accidents happen. But you know what? Uh, when you're responsible for something that hurts or damages another being, it's pretty easy to be guilty. But having the dog come back and, and be with her like that just healed the guilt. So Beautiful. One, True story. One story. Now I'm going to mute. There's some uh, background noise coming from your line. And Terry, do we have you here? Uh, yeah. Um, Are you relaxed? I'm here. I, I'm here. And it was interesting because you told me what the topic would be tonight, and I didn't have any idea what the answer would be. And then uh, I got a flash of what the answer would be, but then I it went away. So... <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see if we can bring it back, right? Yeah, because I have no idea what the answer was. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're recording. We got good volume. I'll bring in the light. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here. Any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a, a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now and do we have our sources present? Yes, we greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We take a moment and we greet each one who wishes to be greeted and we come directly to you. We do not come over the telephone or over the computer. It is the voice that you hear on those uh, wired and uh, unwired networks. So we are mindful of the love that individuals have for their pets. And we do say that there is some crossover, although. When an animal is used to being a certain type of animal, all of their inclinations are to continue in a similar body as that is what they are familiar with. Um, we have examples. Uh, 
one dog that we worked with ran. He he um, told his history, and his history was he was a dog, white big white dog, and he lived with a family. And in the morning, the husband and wife left for work, and they told the dog to guard the house. And when they left, he did what he likes to do, which is to get up into uh, the Davenport and pretend that he is a human. And sometime during the day, there was an explosion and it destroyed the house and he lost his body, his dog body. And so we worked with him and Terry worked with him as that is one of the things she sometimes do does is find spirits that are landlocked or are stuck. And the dog kept saying it didn't want to believe that it was a dog. It wanted to be a human being. And it was had all the facilities, all of the talents and gifts that it could merge with a human body. So it was released to move into future lives and had a choice of whether to be a dog or whether to be a human. But it had so long to be a human, and it could hear and understand a lot of what was said, and so it appreciated the opportunity to come back as a human being. But generally, animals will feel what they are comfortable with. They have goals and Sometimes a lifetime, for instance, one cat that we worked with had a lifetime where it uh, was killed by a wild animal, and it accepted it as a challenge, how to come back and live in another cat body and to this time evade the wild animal and to survive and this was a challenge it set for itself based upon that one past life where it did not survive. We take a look to see Cecil's cat We see its aura is quite small and one of its things that it liked to do would be to catch a mouse. We are we sure are we sure it was a cat and not a dog? Excuse me for interrupting. Cecil could Maybe unmute and tell you. Could you unmute Cecil Star Six? Yes, it was a cat. Her name was Callie, and she didn't have any uh, front claws, so she couldn't possibly catch a mouse, but that might have been uh, something that she would aspire to. Okay. Thank you, Cecil. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I I should realize that I'm the one that usually makes mistakes. Go ahead. <laughs> she is hanging around and waiting for an opportunity 
uh, or a situation to return into. And she has her own spirit and is uh, a beautiful spirit. Do you have questions today on well, the topic? Ju- just immediate question is, when an animal chooses to incarnate in the body of a human, um, I understand that the soul has the imprint of the DNA of the previous life. Does, does this imprint then get disregarded, or does the human end up having some aspects of the animal's DNA? With the practice of being the animal, the person that results can have some attributes, acute hearing, acute sight, um, some impulses, and not knowing where they come from, from the training one had as an animal. And they may need to go into the role of a human. The individual, the DNA of the parents and the ancestry of the parents is also present that the animal spirit can and then move into when it is ready and has an intention to do so. And can an animal choose to incarnate in the body of another animal? Say, can a cat incarnate as a tiger, for example? It is more possible for the kit to reincarnate as a kitten in the same form and try to have a body that looks like the body of the animal that it has been because this is what it is used to and more comfortable with. It is for them to jump species is harder and mm-hmm. the species if it jumps would normally it would be not as often but and might be rare but as the individual being uh, did not want to choose something too divergent from what it had been. Now, I'd like to go into the idea of races and blue bloods, okay? Let me start out with blue bloods. And uh, it's my understanding that what we refer to as the elite go to great um, efforts to intermarry within their own group to keep the DNA intact. In other words, to keep them elite. And perhaps there's other reasons beyond that. But um, when there are certain talents and gifts within that group, and they wish to keep that pure and keep the talents and gifts pure within their group. Now, does, does that mean that a commoner, so to speak, a commoner, if they wanted, let's, let's suppose a commoner was a servant or a helper 
or an employee of an elite group and really was kind of loved and taken in to the group. Does that mean that the commoner might have the choice to incarnate in an elite body? Yes, that is, there is that opportunity. However, they would need to get used to a body that is slightly different than theirs with uh, different creative tendencies. And how about vice versa? Could an elite incarnate into a commoner body? Probably they wouldn't want to in most cases, but I would assume it's possible. It is possible. However, they might regret or not know what is wrong, or they might get angry at the way they were treated and coming as a commoner being left out of the group and feeling like they should be part of the group and could get very angry because they were not given the same entitlement. Mm-hmm. It, it can be part of a soul's growth to be able to accept humility and uh, could be a growth experience for them. Mm-hmm. Does the um, the human what we think of as our human consciousness with willpower make these decisions or? Can it sometimes be our high self that says you need this experience and would um, push the soul to enter into um, a body that was different than it came from? There would need to be some attraction toward the different body, some um, desire to experience it or some familiarity with a person that would be a parent that has made the jump and then being part of the soul group uh, to use that for the subconscious taking on of a body within to be within that soul group still. Mm-hmm. Now, I read somewhere that there were a group of Atlanteans that after their continent destroyed itself, made the choice to incarnate into dolphin bodies because in which case they could only hold the energy, but they wouldn't have the ability to create an advanced technology that would end up in destruction again. Um, That would not be general for the whole of the Atlantic culture. There was, after Atlantis went down, there were less choices. There was not the choice to reincarnate as an Atlantean. So some of them did choose to get a dolphin body, the same with Lemuria when Lemuria went down. Some of the individuals opted to take a dolphin body primarily because they were used to that location or had a goal to do in that location and did not want to move locations to reincarnate. 
there were, let us take a look. Uh, there, if an individual had caused the destruction, then there were not a lot of people that caused it. It was more a certain elite group that caused it. So these people are a different case to look at. And they became, we look at a few and we see they were very angry. We say that in order to take a dolphin body to prevent themselves from being destructive were only for a few that were already somewhat pious and somewhat understanding of their surroundings. That is our answer. Why did they choose dolphin bodies? Where did the dolphins originate from? Obviously, there was something about a dolphin body that must have had a certain level of advancement anyway to allow that to occur. Um, Where did dolphins come from um, that would allow that? Dolphins were on the planet for many years, and they helped to balance the grids in the ocean. They helped to raise the tone of anything that came around. Dolphins were developed and placed here from another area of the galaxy to help populate the oceans. They are very intelligent with a very high IQ. So they allow thinking process. They allow telepathy. They allow a body within what one can communicate with another, that one can be part of a dolphin family, that one can have a growth experience, and one can help to cool down any animosities going on in on the land in the world. Thank you. Um, if you take different races, like Chinese, like Native American, like Caucasian, like Nor- Nordic, um, can a soul from... I'm sure, sure the answer is yes, but what is the clarification for what creates a soul from one race to then incarnate in another race? They generally stay within their race, and the Vikings say have families, and they then populate certain areas of the world, and it is like a family soul group that one morphs into another race in a different country. However, if you are speaking of one individual jumping races, this is sometimes done when one is seeking a different experience, and it usually comes after one has an experience of some sort with the other race or 
living in the location of the other race. Or if one falls in love with someone, has a love relationship, a romance, a marriage with someone of another race, what would happen in that case, genetically and incarnationally? There would be in the children a mixture of the races and a mixture of the DNA, and there would be different features, and this could then be generated within each location where they live, could, as the children were born, could then introduce some DNA from the first race into the second. Thank you. Now, I'm aware that sometimes a soul can fraction itself and that what a soul is the can pardon what? Fraction. Uh, let, me, let me just say it another way. Um, from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, is there an absolute integrousness of the soul that moves through all these bodies? Or can souls mix themselves up a little bit where a body can be a combination of a couple of different souls or more uh, frequencies? And they combine to create uh, not a um, an integrous unit, but somewhat of a new unit, and um, it, I don't even know if that's true, uh, but perhaps you can explain, you know, explain it from your side. Thank you. There are times, we'll give an example that can perhaps make it more clear. When an individual gets a body part, from another that has passed on. And the individual that has passed on is still connected to the body part. And so the first individual that receives the body part then begins, can begin to have cravings for beer that they never had before or likes for music that they never had before, uh, and it is then becoming a combination of the two, and this can lead to upset if there are differences between the two, it can lead to differences, an appearance of a fractured being, but it is not a fractured being. It is two beings sharing space. Like when the dog uh, on the pound took on the new life. But when, then, when, that be- yeah. when the being dies, um, will those two Fragments will the will the fragment leave or does it will continue indefinitely? It can continue. It can leave and go its own way. Um, it can share space with the other. It can attempt to take over the other, creating conflict. There are numerous ways that this can go. Mm-hmm. And how about beings from other planets? 
we know we know there's beings in other planets. We know there's um, all kinds of beings from other planets. Um, what are the circumstances that would cause an Earth soul to um, end up on another planet? Would they have to graduate this realm and then make a choice to be to be incarnated on that planet? Um, we know that Earth is. We early on we talked about Earth being um, many planetary DNAs connected to Earth. That all those planetary different planet DNAs have to um, create special bodies so that their souls from that planet could occupy Earth. Or could they just choose to occupy bodies that were here? Um, can we have some insight on that, please? They could choose to occupy bodies that are here. There are many who have lived on other planets and due to one thing or another have come to Earth first is on the edge of the galaxy, and it is not in the normal path of traffic within the galaxy. Many people here ended up by being captive and were brought here as captives and have not found the awareness to leave, although they might, if all of the mapping of their past were laid out, they might have loved their other planet more and have desired to be on the other planet because many planets are easier to be in than the Earth planet. Why is it that there is a planetary group that is supposedly creating hybrids here So, because their bodies are deteriorating? Why is it they would choose to create hybrids rather than choose to move into a human body from their soul? One gets attached to their body and body type and their own DNA, and they wished to keep their own line of beings. They did not wish to let that go. So they figured if they bought the qualities that were lacking, in their own race through hybridization into their race, then they would get stronger and survive. I see. Okay. Um, it's 6.55, and uh, this is a, a really interesting topic, and I... I thank you so much for going into it with us and giving us some understanding. Is there anything you'd like to close with on this before we bring the call to a close? Yes. One can get learning lessons that they need in their own mind and in even becoming a hybrid line, they are so getting lessons and getting growth as their own soul. We love each and every one of you. Thank you. Ben, back to you.
Ben might have dropped out. It doesn't look like, however, then we cannot hear you. So I thank everyone for your presence. Go and we're going to move over to the whole Planet Healing Conference call. We do this seven days a week at 7 p.m. Pacific. The number is 712-770-4340, access code 250-513-POUND. No charges. You can, everyone is, is welcome to check it out. And if you feel connected, share your energies to make this world a better place. We appreciate it. So does Mother Earth. All right. When are you here? I don't think so. Going to unmute the phone lines. Unmuted. Thank you. Thank all. you. I remember that session and I sure got a lot more out of it this time than I did <laughs> originally. All right. Thank you.